Hello and welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. Mm. I am your host, Hemahimuli Jr. And joining me as always, my two partners in crime. <laughs> the digital That's deacon phenomenal. himself, Sean Quincy Walker. Quincy as in Quincy Market? Market? Quincy Jones. And I threw you off a little with that drop, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, I did not expect that. That's fine. I uh, am also joined with Zachary Hicken, my uh, soulmate. Just call me the Will Hunting of uh, the Sports Beat <laughs> After Hours podcast. I mean, hey, you know, you could go to Harvard for six years and get all the education, rack up a hundred thousand, hundreds of thousands of dollars in student <laughs> loan debt, or you could go to a public library and learn what I did for. What two dollars and fourteen cents a month? Wise words. That's Thank a great you. like movie. them apples. That's a great movie. <laughs> Fantastic movie. Great movie. Uh, R.I.P. Robin Williams. Oh, you had to go there. Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're a terrible person. Um, you know what else was a great movie though, guys? What? Utah football's 2018 season. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, what I meant to say was. Pac-12 South champion Utah. No co in there. 2018 season. No co champion. No co. No co. The one. The only. Just just like BYU's campus pre-1970, no coke. Uh... Yeah, I went there. Uh, Yeah, Pac-12 South champion Utes had a great 2018 season, which really spearheaded a pretty good year, I think, across the entire athletic department. I think so, too. I think, uh, you know, we talked about this probably like a year ago, it feels like. But we, we predicted that Utah's team 2018 would be a, just a beast to be reckoned with. Um, looking back, personally, I think, you know, my expectations of Utah's team were maybe a bit high. Because I thought they would they could possibly win the uh, Pac-12 championship <laughs> because the team was so stacked, if you think about it. They are the only team to throw a touchdown pass in the Pac-12 title game. Mm. Uh, there wasn't their touchdown. I I didn't <laughs> say I didn't say who scored that touchdown. Sure. But it was a touchdown pass. Uh, but they did make history uh, winning the South and actually making it to the game, which was uh, – which was exciting in and of itself. They they had by far the best defense, I think, with uh, Mr. Chase Handsome Hanson. Incredible. He's Chase Handsome Hanson. Chase Handsome Hanson. He's Isn't a he... 10 out of 10 on the field, and my goodness, he's a 25 out of 10 on the freaking... <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> on Tinder, I don't know. I don't he's know. incredibly handsome. He's a dreamboat. I... I didn't know someone that that handsome could just be so good at football. I'd swipe up on him on mutual. <laughs> hey, so I didn't know swiping up was a thing on mutual. So you swipe right on Tinder. What way do you go on Bumble? I wouldn't know. I don't do Bumble. Oh, okay. At least too much power in the girl's hands. 
It's got to be right. right. Oh, whoa. Those are charged no, words, because, Sean. Because girls, girls never swipe right on me. I've done I've done the mutual. <laughs> I've done the tender. I haven't done the grinder, but maybe I need to move to that next. I don't know. I, IDK. Uh, I'm completely comfortable with that because I would swipe right on Chase uh, We Hansen. need to just cut out that <laughs> one clip that Sean just said and what you just said. Swipe right on Chase Hansen. And just play it forever. And we need to... Qu- we need to qu- take out the two that Sean just said. Maybe I need to try grinder, and it leaves too much power in the girl's hands. Because <laughs> those, out of context, sound so bad. I mean, if we printed that in a quote, like, if we quoted you in a print story, Sean. Oh, that's going, that's that, going you in. You would lose your job. <laughs> because it's just like, that's going in the tw- That's going in the 2018 yearbook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. <clears throat> Sean's yearbook uh, saying for 2018, at least too much power in the girls' hands. Maybe I should try Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true, though. Uh, you, Utah's D was great. Just a great D. It all started with Kyle up top. Yeah. Um, he did a great job this season. I mean, but, yeah, in all reality, I mean um, – Chase was phenomenal, surpassed all expectations. No one can make jokes about him not being a linebacker because he was the best, in my opinion, the best linebacker in the conference this season. Absolutely. Um, Great back end D. Definitely Um, the best safety playing linebacker for sure. (laughs) Zane Train. Great back end D (laughs) uh, by uh, uh, the Ute secondary, though. Marquise Blair, Jalen Johnson, Julian Blackman. They were great. Javelin Gidry. Like, those guys. A couple dudes that are going to play on Sunday. Yeah. Those guys all had great years. Uh, Cody Barton. Yeah. Great season. For, I mean, for being the lesser uh, Barton brother. And lesser. What an impact. Stature. (laughs) What an impact that he left on the Utah uh, football program. I mean, he's a captain, senior leader. Um a key piece of that defense, and uh, I mean, it, it's going to be tough to uh, replace all that Utah's going to be leaving losing oh, after this season. I mean, like, then but you, Francis Bernard's going to try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he played a lot. I'm not going to lie; I, he played a lot more than I thought he was going to play. Francis, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to you I mean, when you're playing a four-two-five. Yeah, um, it's hard to rotate in when. You have like two of the best linebackers in the entire conference, yeah. um, or pr- two of the most productive. Uh, uh, well, let's say that. that- yeah, um, but then also going back, like I said, you know, beginning of this year, Tyler Huntley, Zach Moss, like they had a great running back core with like Shine backing them up, um, and then due to injuries, you know, uh, well, TJ Sh- Green even had a great season when yeah. he had to fill in in spot duty. Uh huh. I was impressed with him. And then, you know, uh, towards the end of the season, um, I think Jason Shelley did pretty good for himself um, filling in for Tyler Huntley. And then, uh, obviously, Armand Shine, like, looked like his old self. Yeah. His old 20, what, 16 self. Um, he looked great. <clears throat> so, yeah, Utah's, Utah's team was stacked. And uh, I think they did they did well. Um as the season went on, I, I kind of decided – I felt like, you know, if they didn't win the South, um, it would be a big disappointment. But they won. And uh, so I think they had a good year. Um, this this was 100% the year that Utah needed to, at the very least, 
win a division title. They're the only yeah. South program, almost infamously, who had never won the South, yeah. the Pac-12 South. They were, um, I think, the only team in the conference who uh, hasn't won some sort of title. Um, I mean, even Oregon State was pretty good back in the day. Yeah. Hard to believe. Um, and so, th- and, and things, it just felt like things were shaping up and really kind of falling Utah's way, uh, early on. Um, and then they had a couple of hiccups and there was a little bit of doubt there for a brief spell. Yeah. There was, there was a little bit of doubt, you know, Utah fans over cautiously kind of wondering if, if, you know, if it doesn't happen this year, is it ever going to happen? But they pulled it out in the end. Uh, they got a little bit of help from Oregon. They got a little help from a down USC, but yeah. it doesn't matter because they're they getting the done. T-shirts that say Pac-12 South champions. Um, no co-champs. Yeah, that's. I think you know, and it, Utah is probably the program in the state that has laid the groundwork uh, the most, the best out of all the schools. Don't you agree? Um, and part of that has a lot to do with uh, the athletic director that uh, retired this year. Um, oh, segue. Boom. Uh, Chris Hill retired. Uh, the he, good doctor. The good doctor. The good doctor himself. Brought the pack, brought the pack 12 to Utah. Uh, mm-hmm. Laid the groundwork in a lot of coaching hires. He, he led Utah. Well, he laid the groundwork for Utah to get a national championship. By, <laughs> he did. That's true. Uh, hiring first um, Satan himself, Urban Meyer. <laughs> Uh, so passing the torch for that. to Kyle Whittingham. No, I'm not saying Kyle Whittingham is Satan. No. <laughs> that is still Urban Meyer. You're right, right. Um, but passed on, um, picked up another great coach in Kyle Whittingham who uh, really has continued the success that Urban was able to build in two seasons. Yeah. And kind of an unpopular hire when Kaywood first the went there as a yeah. as a DC. Little bit, little bit. I shouldn't say unpopular, a little questionable. There were, I think sure. there were questions around his hire. Yeah. It's obviously worked out amazingly. I mean, nobody will ever argue that. But yeah. guy who played at that cro- that other school down south, the other one. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's, it's worked out great. And you've got to credit a lot of that, like Zach was saying, to Chris Hill. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was, that was the other big story um, of this year. Uh, you know what? You know what always really impressed me about Chris Hill. Um, is there were a lot of things that he did that Utah fans didn't like. There were a lot of things that certainly BYU fans didn't like uh-huh. about I mean, what Chris Hill did. He's the most unpopular athletic um, director in the state. Yeah, so. at at times he was extremely unpopular, um, but at times he was also extremely popular, and he made some really tough decisions that, in the long run, I think you can say the majority of them have paid off. You can't make um, a cake without breaking some eggs, guys. Right. I, I think more of his more of his hard decisions have paid off than not. And that's not saying he hasn't made any mistakes. And and in his kind of outgoing exit interviews and whatever media tour that he was doing during his last couple of weeks, he even admitted he's yeah. made some mistakes. He hasn't had a perfect tenure. Um, but it's unfair to require that of of him or of anybody. Um, and he, overall, he left the University of Utah Athletic Department in a better place than he found it. Far better. Uh, And most importantly, maybe not most importantly, I shouldn't say that, um, but very importantly is he did that not just in the revenue sports and the big sports and the football and the men's basketball and the sports that everybody saw. Uh, He was a great athletic director for for the Red Rocks, for the gymnastics program. 
promoted the heck out of that program, made them one of the best, you know, a perennial top five or six team nationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a great athletic, he was a great athletic director for the women's soccer program. Took them from, quite frankly, mediocre uh, yeah. through the mid aughts and turned them into a consistent winner. Yeah. Um, the baseball team. They yeah, wanna... the baseball team was great under his watch. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he took a very bold step in adding men's lacrosse just last yeah. year. Became the first team in the state of Utah, only the third team west of the Mississippi, mm-hmm. to bring Division One men's men's lacrosse to were campus. They, were they the furthest west? They are now. Yeah, they are the, the furthest, furthest west, west Division One team in in uh, NCAA <laughs> men's lacrosse. So he. He did a lot of good things for both for the power programs, but also for those Olympic sports that a yeah. lot of people don't necessarily notice. But he turned, he helped put the focus on them in such a way that they became big winners, mm-hmm. and thus became very popular on campus and in the community. Yeah. Um, so yeah, props to Chris Hill and uh, and props to the program that he left behind him. The strong program uh, for Utah. You got big shoes to fill, Mark Harlan. We're watching. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris, I will say this. I think he's done a great job so far, um, Mark Harlan. He's been, yeah. I think, very popular um, among Utah fans. He's kind of taken some ugliness, and granted, part of it has come from um, the change in dynamic between the head coaches of the major programs at both BYU and Utah. Mm. Um, I think Kalani and Kyle have kind of been able to tame it a little bit. Larry Kriskoviak has kind of backed off some of his comments that he's made in the past and kind of made amends with um uh most notably nick emery for that situation that happened a few years ago and i think nick has made amends with that as well but mark um i think what he's said and done so far has been popular not only with utah fans but i think with fans of the rival schools around the around the state utah state and byu and um i think that it it could be a turn for the better in terms of the um state and uh health and relationship of each of the rivalries that mm-hmm. utah has um in the state i think everyone feels the difference too because the rivalry like the game the big game is just as um exciting as ever but it's less venomous like the weeks leading up to it and things like that and i think um you know the 80s had a lot to do with that um, so yeah, like you said, Mark Harlan, we're watching you with a lot of big shoes to fill. Speaking of Utah coaches slash administrators who skipped town this year, you're n- stop me if you've heard this one before, but the University of Utah is looking for a new offensive coordinator. Stop, 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 <laughs> stop, stop. Yeah, we've heard this before. Yeah, but it happened How again. How many times before? It happened again, guys. I hate to be too football-centric looking back on, on this year, but this was kind of a football-centric year for the University of Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they're looking for, I think, their ninth offensive coordinator wow. in 11 years. Nine Or 10 OCs. and 12. I mean, there's Something been a like lot, that. but I didn't realize it was that much. Yeah, it's quite a bit. And they've had co-offensive coordinators there a few times. Oh. And and uh, uh, Jim Harding, the offensive line coach, is currently the interim offensive coordinator, I think, officially. Interesting. Um, yeah, Troy Taylor uh, but out at Sac State. Sacramento State, yeah, going home. Troy Taylor, he's been here for two years. You want to talk about somebody who came into a 
fairly average to even mediocre situation and made things better. I think Troy Taylor made this Utah offense better in yeah. a short time here. Um, and it seems a little bit weird to maybe go backwards career-wise. Quote-unquote um, backwards. From a Yeah, quote-unquote. I'm using air quotes here. Yeah. Uh, to go from a P5 coordinator to a head coach at an FCS school. Yeah. But this is, I mean, Troy Taylor grew up in the Sacramento area. Yeah. He coached high school ball there in nearby Folsom High. Uh, Coach Jake Browning, if you haven't heard or if you haven't listened to an ESPN <laughs> broadcast of a Utah yeah. game any, over the last two any years. Any fans know very well who Jake Browning <laughs> yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, so it makes sense. It's his hometown. It's yeah. where he's from. Uh, Sac State obviously made a change and moved on from Jody Sears. Troy Taylor is at the very top of the list. I believe he took a pay cut to go to Sacramento State. Interesting. But he really wanted to be a head coach. He wanted yeah. to have his own program. He's, He's wanted to have his own program for a while. Yeah. Um, and so in that light, in that regard, it makes sense for him to finally get an opportunity to run his own program and to run it the way that he wants to. Yeah. I think that's a great hire. And quick aside, like a slight tangent, how Jody Sears keeps getting jobs is beyond me. Yeah. I do not know how the, who keeps hiring this guy. He's awful. Sex date. Ugh. Anyways, Troy Taylor major upgrade over Jody Sears, a.k.a. the head coach from uh, Weaver State during Weaver State's crappy years. Um, yeah, he was terrible. Anyways, uh, Troy Taylor, best of luck to you, my man, out at Sac State. Um, I'll tell you what, that FCS, uh, because they're in the big sky, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big sky just got a little more interesting, for sure. Oh, yeah, a lot more competitive. Yeah. Um, and Southern Utah's not going to stay down for long, so yeah, they they'll be fine. <clears throat> yeah, one hundred percent. But um, anyways, yeah, lots of things coming up for the Utah program, including them trying to continue their win streak for extend the they extend have a bowl the win streak. streak winning since two thousand eleven. They haven't yeah, they lost haven't a lost. bowl game since they joined the Pac twelve. Yeah. And last year, they were the only Pac-12 school that won a bowl game. 15 of the last 16? In fact, the Pac-12 just won its first bowl game in, like, over a year tonight. Oh, with the Washington, Washington State? Washington State just won <laughs> the Pac-12's first bowl game in over a year. Wow. I think it was – I think it's – I think this today was 367 days. Wow. Crazy. It's been a while. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if our uh, youths can continue that win winning tradition. Um, but is Troy Taylor going to coach that? I don't remember. He is. He is. He's okay. going to, he's going to coordinate the offense. And I remember the, uh, it was like, or try to, he hasn't been to several of the practices, but right. he's been busy. He's going to try. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see how the uh, youths do. Um, yeah, but, but Harding is, has been in there kind of on an interim basis as well. So they'll be fine. They should be fine. Jim Harding was doing a lot of, whether he was officially the run game coordinator or not, he was calling a lot of the run game um, for Utah. So they should be fine coming up against uh, Big Ten West champion Northwestern in the Holiday Bowl. That's a tough, tough opponent, but it'll be a good game. The team that lost to Akron is a tough opponent. <laughs> but they didn't they go to the Big Ten championship, though? They did. <laughs> They did. Which is wild. So we're seeing, literally, it's the runner-up bowl on Monday. It right. Is, it is indeed the runner-up bowl. Um, but, yeah. 
anyways, I'm excited for it still. Football season's coming to an end, but uh, it's been a good ride so far. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else to add? No, that's it for me. Well, thank you for listening to Sports Beat After Hours. I am Hemi Hamuli Jr. And the Jr. The Jr. Uh, Zachary Hicken. Good night, everybody. Walker. Peace. Let's go to bed. <laughs>